Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Rewind podcast. Episode number 36 today. Thank you for everyone who tuned into uh, last episode where we had a bit of a go at uh, the Sporkle quiz. We didn't do too badly, I thought. Would you agree, Ben? Yeah, I thought we did all right. I mean, yeah, I saw a comment which was, I thought, quite funny and I realised we were quite accurate saying people were screaming at the their screens or their phones, whatever they're listening on. At some of the answers, and yep, someone's like, "How did you not get Tony Brown?" I was screaming, uh, like, yeah, yeah. "Yeah, we were kicking ourselves at that one." What was that other one we that we completely oh, Christian bottled? Cullen as well? Ah, uh, Christian. But it's Cullen. Right, he said he bottled Christian Cullen too. So I'm like, <laughs> don't feel so Poor bad. old Christian Cullen. Yeah, I had uh, to go back and look at Cullen's stats because I was like, "Where is this odd number of points coming from?" Turns out he kicked like two conversions in his early days. Yeah, well, that'd be right. I think Ben Smith, like similar sort of player, he kicked a couple of conversions back in the day as well, didn't he? Yeah, I remember him and Aaron Smith both lining up conversions for the Highlanders at some points in their career. It wasn't pretty. No, no, it wasn't. But uh, today we're going to be looking at a season. So we've done a few quiz games. We've done, obviously, some flashback games. But today, we're going to do a flashback season. Yeah, it'll be interesting seeing how my mind goes back, because I'm fully, I don't know about you, but I'm fully in a football World Cup mode at the moment. So, oh, Certainly are, mate. I mean, at the moment, it's going to be tough to get my mind away from the FIFA World Cup. Um, there's so, been some incredible, this has probably been one of the closest FIFA World Cups, and also a lot of upsets as well. I mean, I mean the group stage has been the closest. But. Yeah, 100%. There hasn't been really... I mean, other than Qatar, there hasn't really been a team that's getting absolutely smashed. I think the Socceroos um, were a 96-minute save away from taking Argentina to extra time. But, yes, look, um, look, I am a Matt Ryan fan, but he um, he has bottled it, I'm afraid. Yeah, it wasn't um, his finest moment, but it is saved Australia ass enough times. He has, he has. It, so it he felt can be weird them. actually kind of wanting the Socceroos to win, particularly when they're up against Argentina. Like, I felt strange, <laughs> but I was like, I, I, they're just, they're pulling Look, the I'm not convinced, here. I know that you're an RG man, but I'm not convinced that the Argentinians can go all the way. And the reason why I say that is because they haven't been winning convincingly. No, they're um, not looking all that, like a few players are standing um, out, but yeah, there's some serious holes there, isn't there? I think they're going to struggle against the Netherlands. I mean, the Holland are pretty good. Um, they're always good at World Cups. And no, I think they could struggle against the Netherlands. But, yeah, I mean, the way this World Cup's going, it could well end up being you just never know. Senegal-Japan final. Oh, imagine that. I mean, I would love that. I would love an underdog to win it. It just it would be great, wouldn't it? One of them's going through. I'd, I'm calling now. I reckon Switzerland might just just upset the apple guard a bit and tip Ronaldo out. Look, um, as long as it's not England, because we'll never hear the end of it if they win, um, I'm happy. Anyone but England, please. Yeah, I think we're all in the same boat there. But anyway, back to the rugby, like you're saying, looking back at back the whole season. Back to the rugby, uh, the most important sport, of course, out of all those sports. Um, we're going to be looking back at the 2013 season. So the Chiefs are a team that we probably haven't focused a lot on, actually, and we probably should have. We've done obviously. We've done a lot of Highlanders stuff. We've done a bit. We always talk about the Crusaders, even though we don't want to. Um, and we've talked about yeah. you know the Stags, but we haven't talked that Somehow much. Somehow we haven't the covered a Chiefs match, and there's been some crackers over the years. There has, and to tell you what, the 2012, 2013 squads. Well, they won them two years in a row, didn't they? So yeah, pretty, yep. pretty impressive squads, and uh, of course, coached by the Wallabies coach now. Yeah, mate. I'm sure the Chiefs are 
taken back. Dave Verini was, I mean, once is a quality coach. Absolutely. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to look back at the season itself, but we're going to be focusing on the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they won that season, but um, at the, 2013 uh, season. season, yeah, solely because uh, I mean Robbie Robinson was yeah heavily <laughs> involved in a particular game that season. So another Southlander, yeah. can't look past the Southlanders, can you? Um, but no, it was 2013 great. was the season the Cheetahs made the, the uh, playoffs. So if I can I sneak say, a wee yeah. bit of Cheetahs positivity in there, you secretly wanted us to look at the Cheetahs, didn't you? Yeah, I think we're not getting any more than one listen on that sort of. So it's, uh, <laughs> I'm happy with the Chiefs. I've got some fond memories of the Chiefs around this time. No, I think we'll get a few listens on this, mate. Where we're unfortunately we've been a bit, um, bit mean to the old Waikato fans, haven't we? So oh, uh, yeah, we did cover the Waikato game actually, didn't we? But yeah, we did. As much did. as they were classy, we kind of we dogged them a lot. So yeah, we're going to look back at the squad, uh, who they were made up of. You know, who are the big names? How did they get to that final? Uh, and how did they win the final? But also along the way, you know, how did the season add up? What were the other teams in the season doing as well? Yeah, um, so where were the Crusaders? Surprise results, just surprise names that pop up along the way that I completely forgot about the existence of. Oh, yeah. I mean, looking at the squad already, I mean, obviously I was watching a lot of Super Rugby in 2013, but a lot of these names I've forgotten about. Yeah, um, some of which even started in the final, and I'm like, bruh. Got I know. Play. Um, so that'll be good, but also going along to the finals. I mean, there's some pretty surprise results in there as well, wasn't there? Yeah, no, we're gonna. I mean, I'm looking forward to having a chat about this actually in general. But I mean, like you said about some of those names you've forgotten about, should we start with those? Or have you got? I reckon. I reckon we start yeah. with the squad. So the Chiefs for 2013. I mean, there was most of the names were carried over from the winning side in 2012. Yeah, I have got um, the 2012 squad up on another tab. So after this, I can tell you the names that could. Not hang around. Now, of course, yeah. Dave Rennie was the coach. We talked about that. Um, there was two captains this season, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll, one we'll, I completely remember about, Craig Clark, of course. Old Wicker oh, Clark. Craig one Clark, great yeah. was Natty man, two and three. We've got Craig Clark. co-captain there. Yeah, Liam Messon was there as a co-captain. Makes a lot of sense, really, doesn't it? It does. It does, yeah. There's probably not many... Better to captain a Waikato side than miss him. Oh, he's still running around the pack now, isn't he? Oh, yeah, I don't think he's even going to stop running around the paddock as long as his legs keep going. Just one yeah, of those exactly. sort of guys. So, should we start with the props, do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon you can roll through the props and then I'll do hookers and alternate from there. Although, you're yeah, a man I mean, who loves a hooker, last I checked. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the props were actually pretty pretty good. I mean, it was a, a decent lineup. I and mean, Ben Afiaki. He was a, a really strong, strong yeah, prop. Unlucky um, player. I think he was one cap all black and then injured. Yeah, we went to France, didn't he? I think he got injured and uh, retired pretty early due to concussions. Did he not do one season in France? No, oh, I, I could be wrong. So I'll just quickly check. No, he retired in 2015 yeah. at only 27 years old. So. Oh, geez. All right. Yeah. Um, they also had Josh Honnick as well. I, didn't, I actually forgot about that. You just think of him as a big bearded Otago fella. I know. I forgot he played for the Chiefs as well. Um, Poliasu Manu, Manu as well. Yeah, um, I've got a story about old Poliasu Manu. I don't yeah, know if you know this about him, but you know he is a World Cup winner. Sevens? No, 15s. World Cup winner with the All Blacks. Really? <laughs> yeah, that'll shock you. 2015 squad. Ah. So 
Crockett went down injured and might have been the quarterfinal or the semifinal. And for whatever reason, they called Puliasi Manu over to, I don't know, be part of the squad. And so he was there for literally a week. Play. I did not know that. Get on the bench. I did but, yeah, not know he that. Got a winner's medal for that. I didn't know that until not long ago either. But it's like far out. Because it says on, so it's funny because it says here on Wikipedia that he's Tongan. Has he played for Tonga? I don't think he has. I mean, he's probably good enough to he play might have, for Tonga. He, he probably would have more recently. I would have thought. But yeah, interesting. I mean, if you Google Puliasi Manu All Blacks, the 2015 World Cup squad picture will come up. Okay. Yeah. So okay, they also no had to take that away from. I, I did not know that. It's I, to be fair. Now I think back. Why do they even ask? Did he play sevens? Because I mean, oh, I mean how, how many props playing yeah, sevens? Might be a prop who plays sevens. There'll be some out there. No doubt, some big Fijian boys. But yeah, there will be. I mean, Tony Alatupo could probably do a job at sevens. I reckon he could actually. Yeah, he probably could. Then again, he's got he needs speed, don't you? You need a lot of speed. Yeah, I mean, he's no slouch. No, he's, he's not bad. But, he's not bad. Yeah. Um, they also had Solomona Sakalia. I didn't remember this name, to be honest with you, uh, as much. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember him playing much, but I know he was part of that 2011, I want to say, under 20 squad. Okay. You know, the one that had about 29 trillion yeah, all blacks coming out of it. The back line was like yeah. Odin Barrett, Sopwanga, Gareth Ansium. Yeah, it's just, I remember yeah. that. Stacked. I think he was literally like him and Mitchell Scott are the only non-all blacks. On that squad, um, of course, they had Toby Smith as well, the Australian, Australian born, um, and Ben Tummy Ifuna as well. Probably one of their best that season, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, we'll get on to it. We look at try scorers and whatnot, but I forgot how much of an influence yeah. it was on the team. Huge influence, mate. Huge influence. So, yeah, a pretty decent prop lineup, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's fairly. I mean, I want to say it's experience, but there is a few not-so-experienced guys in there too, but definitely some handy players who don't get talked about much nowadays. Other than oh. Tami Afuna, I don't really think any are still going at a high level. Toby Smith's... Most um, are still playing, but yeah. Toby Smith's a pretty experienced Super Rugby player because he he's done Canes and Rebels, hasn't he? Yeah, Kane, he's been Rebels and Chief. Three, three different at Super teams. At least three. I saw he, yeah, he played a few teams in all Six caps for the Wallabies. Um. So you know, he's had a few, few caps. Yeah, he's been around um, the block. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, he certainly has. He re- then, another one. Who, he retired quite early as well. I'm pretty sure. I think he retired at like thirty-one or something. Maybe. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's going to become more and more common the early retirements, particularly in the Fords concussions and all that. That's just the concussion stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to bring us through to the hookers, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean. Checking, uh, just checking quickly because my audio all right because I'm not seeing much of the yeah. wavelength and come up sweet. Um, hookers, I mean, we got Hacker Elliot, our boy, was meant to come on the pod. Hopefully, one day we'll still get around to organizing that. But yep, he's a bit of an eccentric character, still going today as well. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, Reese Marshall, Mo Swolger, and Mike Kyanga, who I thought was more of a prop, but he's listed as a hooker. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I swear he didn't play for the Chiefs, or he might have played like one game because he was more of a Hurricanes man. There you go, two hey, well, games. Hicker Elliott was a pretty handy hook, wasn't he? Yeah, he was good. Like, if he had and a bit Bruce more Marshall. discipline and yeah. was a bit easier to coach, I imagine he could have got a few more all-black caps. 
yeah, pretty pretty handy hookers. I mean, you got Reese Marshall in there. Um, so yeah, that was that were they were pretty good. I can recall. Um, I mean, the yeah, there's not many got more some, uh, handy players too. Oh, the locks. The locks are probably up there with the most impressive area of this team. Um, there's other obviously impressive areas, but yeah, Craig Clark who was a captain or co-captain, I should say. Ross Filippo, pretty good. Yeah, name that doesn't get team. talked about much, but he was nah. really good in his day. Eh? Super underrated. Michael Fitzgerald as well. Um, he was pretty Romana handy operator Graham. too. Yeah, he was actually pretty good. Yeah, uh, Romana Graham, not. A name that I know that much about. I don't remember heaps about him, but I think he was it was a lot more of a physical presence than the rest of the guys are from my memory. Clearly course, not the uh, starting choice, but nah, an experienced NPC uh, campaigner. Brody Retallick would be their key choice, and obviously he was in the locks as well. Yeah, he mustn't uh, have been old at the time. Nah, have been early 20s. He debuted in 2012. For... If he's 31 now, um, yeah, it would have been like, 22 or something? Must have been like his second or third season at most. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure he came in after the World Cup, so this must have yeah, been about season two. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, it would have been 20, 21 when he de- debuted, I'd say. Um, yeah. There's a, there's that a was a bit of depth in there. You could probably get any of those five guys and they would do a job for you. Definitely oh, this team, stand out. This team has a lot of depth. Yeah, a lot of depth. I mean, there's a reason um, they went back to back, really, isn't there? That's exactly right, yeah. Uh, loose forwards, I mean, similar. I mean, I'll really, rattle isn't. through those. Sam Kane, again, probably was a young buck at this point in time. But yeah, yeah would have been. Yeah, class. Nick Croswell, no, that is a battler and a half. <laughs> Turbo's legend, but I don't remember much of him at Super Rugby. I know he had a stint at the Highlanders. Is he and st- the- he's still playing, isn't he, for the Manwood too? He was relatively recently. I'm not sure if he's no, still No, I'm, I'm fairly sure he's still playing. He was last this season. I mean, it's one of those sort of guys. There's always a Croswell carrying around it for a Manawatu side. Well, I mean, they weren't the best side this year, were they? In fact, they were the worst. Oh, they, they haven't been for some time. No. But around this year, they were a fairly handy side. I mean, Croswell, Andre Taylor's probably almost, might have been knacky at this point, but he was yep. Manawatu for a bit. Uh, Tony Latimer was in there as well. He was really good. Oh, he Probably, was great. Yeah, with yep. Sam Kane there, I'm not sure he would have started all the games, but he had a few all caps for his name as well. Yep. Fritz Lee, now my main memory of this guy is an absolutely clotheslining one of the Northland players. I'm not sure if you've seen the clip, but... Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, it's... Probably the worst regard I've ever seen. and <laughs> To me, that sums that guy up. You would not want to get on the bad side of him because he would just... It was like a um, JBL clothesline from hell, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, if JBL was coming out and giving those, I would say clothesline from hell deserved its name. <laughs> Imagine that. JBL just goes full steam train on someone. That's funny, eh? <laughs> and, uh, Liam Messam, of course. Mike Hatter through and through. Chiefs through and through. And Matt Van Lever. Not a name I remember much about. I no. know he was in and around. No. I remember him from his Waikato time, but I don't remember much of his time at the Chiefs. I think he only got 12 caps for the Chiefs, so it wasn't a starter, that's for sure. One of them was in the grand final, though. So. Yeah, it was. It was, actually. I'm not yeah. sure if he started or um, was on no, the I think he was on, when he watched the, the highlights bed. and he yeah. was involved. The halfbacks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I if mean, you ask to say the three Chiefs halfbacks from this era that come to mind, it's Fairly easy guessing, isn't it? Well, 
I mean, Tara Kerbalo, of course. Yeah. Um, Brendan Leonard, still on there. Yeah, and, of course. Oh, what? Yeah. It would have been, yeah, what would he have been? I mean, Was this um, a season he randomly returned and played for the Naki? Actually, he no, wouldn't no, have been that, that old. that was way later than that, actually. No, he wouldn't have been that old because he, um, I think he's like 37 now. So if that's. Yeah, yeah actually, he wouldn't have. Yeah. No, he'd be like it's mid-career almost. Yeah, exactly. It's the hair. That's that's the problem. He went also because he went over to Europe quite early in his career. Like he went over when he was like twenty six or twenty seven and didn't come he back. Won a cap for the All Blacks in twenty thirteen, apparently. Yeah, well, there you go. Surely not. Um, then of course Augustine Pulu as well. Um, so pr- three very good halfbacks actually. I mean, Pulu, well, as a live wire was a live wire. Mm. You got yeah. You could trust any of those three to do a job. You could you all got All Black caps to their name. No, absolutely no. It's um, it was a fantastic choice there for number nine. Who was starting mostly? It was Kurt Barlow, wasn't it? I would imagine it'd be Kurt Barlow. Yeah. The fly halves though, they take us through those, mate. Number I tens. Mean, Aaron Cruden's the standout, isn't he? And he would have played pretty much every game there. Oh, absolutely. Um, Andrew Horrell's listed as a ten on this. Twenty thirteen, uh, but twenty thirteen was peak. Yeah, Aaron Cruden. Yeah, he was up there with the world's best tens at that point. And he was also starting for the All Blacks. Yeah, his peak was probably a lot shorter than others, but when he was at his best, he was actually a really underrated player. He doesn't get talked about as much as your likes of Bowden Barrett and Dan Carter. I mean, just fitting in between them. So, Well, he did, he did actually get a lot of opportunities on the back of Dan Carter being injured a lot um, and not slipping you know, away on sabbaticals and stuff. So he was lucky in that sense. But no, for the Chiefs, he was... He was yeah, a standout. He ran right, especially well this season when he had his partner in crime, Gareth Anscombe, who largely played fullback, <laughs> but yeah. he did most of the kicking, so Cruden could just run right. But uh, you had Andrew Horrell as well, more of a utility, but he one of my favourites. Andrew play Horrell. anywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I love very underrated player. Yeah, very underrated player. Not many player. players you can slot in pretty much any position in the back line, and you know what you're going to get. Wonder if you're still Dan playing. Dan as well. Which yeah, Dan I don't remember him playing for the Chiefs. But apparently, how many did. caps did he get? Let's have a look. Eh? Oh, if it's oh. any more, more anything more than five, I'll be shocked. Okay, what do you guess? I don't remember. Oh, we have to go like two because literally, I can't remember no, him you, playing. You bang on. It was two. Um, no points. Just two, two appearances. I mean, fair play. Okay. He's got some Super Rugby caps to his name. Interesting, interesting. Okay, probably riffed a hell of a lot more Super Rugby games than he's played in. Mate, this midfield is ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, dude, um, this is this is stacked. Listen to this midfield for the Chiefs, twenty thirteen. This is you know, this is really what Although won the last games. two listed. I don't know if I agree with being as midfielders back then, but nah. Well, actually, the no. First not three all. is all you need. Actually, let's just say midfield, fullbacks, and wingers. How good is how good is that lineup? Like, yeah, I mean. I mean, just back any of them in the back line, line and now they yeah. I mean, listen to this. Bundiaki, Richard Kahui, Charlie Natai, Tika Rituma, oh. and Savananka Tokalua. Yeah, I mean, Savi Tokula is letting the team down a bit there. Yeah, he's, he's not quite the same. Cup player, but he's not quite the same. But, but Natai, Kahui, and Aki, like, all three are not world-class players, not quite that cast, but they're all... International caliber players. Charlie Natai was very, very solid, mate. Very solid. Yeah, he's a player who I reckon could have got 
close to 50-odd caps that he all makes had he stayed injury-free. Exactly. Obviously, Kahu is a bit of a legend. And Bundy is well, he's an Irishman now, isn't he? No, I mean, yeah. He's Irish as they come. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the wingers. Who do we have? I mean, Tukaroy too, which we'll have a yarn about him too. Yeah, well, he, he was, was quite an underrated player, actually. But he was I mean, more he was a winger, though, wasn't he? Tries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a a try scorer. That's for sure. Was he the? Who was a top try scorer this season? Actually, was he? Was this twenty thirteen? I want to yeah, say so this is Bund- like Yorn Basson, Andre Taylor era, but so f- for the Chiefs, it was Bundy Aki, Tim Nana Williams, and Ben Tummy Ifuna. Yeah, that's right. Uh, How's Ifuna level top? Yeah, just rolling balls, rolling balls. This mate. is the season after Sonda Tamalolo. You remember him? Oh. Season after he bagged like nine or ten tries and got close. Yeah. Um, top try scorer overall was, oh, I might get you to guess it actually, it was a blue. Blue was a winger. As an all-black cap. Was it a winger? Yeah. That would have been George Moyle? No, but not far away actually. It's not a bad guess at all. Piatel? No, nah, not Piatel, but you're in the sort of, you're in the ballpark. Those guys who left New Zealand fairly early. Um. Ooh, you have to have sport for me, man. I can't think. Uh, Frankie Heller. Oh, Frank Heller. Yeah. I don't know if you remember yeah. much about him. Yeah, no, no, no. that was my next guess. If I could think yeah. of it, but yeah, I mean, um, literally had like yeah. that one season. He was on fire. He was on fire, mate. Yeah, yeah. He was. Was he? Was he Northland or was he North Harbour? Oh, maybe he was. I know he played some games for Counties, but like he also started at Waikato. No, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person. Um, wingers. I mean, in the official wingers category on the Wikipedia site, it does have these three, but I'm pretty sure some of those midfielders... Yeah, Takula and Tikaroi too, if you cover there. And as we saw in 2011, Kyle, you can just do a job anywhere it's put. No, it does whatever he wants. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, when you've got the a slong the size of his, it does not matter where you put. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but the wingers, uh, Lelia Masanga. I mean, he was legendary. Hot feet on the field, hot dance moves off the field. Yeah, loves a doggy. <laughs> uh, Tim Nano Williams, equally as good a stepper, and then Patrick Osborne, who only knew the uh, some Owen side stepped straight through. And Patrick Osborne probably found his career also at the Highlanders, didn't he? Yeah, I don't remember much of him at the Chiefs. I'm going to have to go see how many games he played for them. It's nine games, more than I thought. Tell you what, yeah. Tim Nono Williams is an incredibly underrated player, I reckon. Oh, I reckon. There was talk of him being like all blacks sort of around this time, really. But well, someone... 84 appearances for the Chiefs. He's not, you know, he's a pretty experienced player. And I think he's over in France now. Yeah, for someone um, who probably weighed about 75, 80 kilos dripping wet. He's a small it's guy. Unreal. He's a small guy. He's less than six foot. But he's. Yeah, um, a hell of a goosey on him. Yeah, he's got a great step. Um, Plays for Toulouse now, apparently. So he's playing at a top level. Yeah, yeah, he's still going strong, man. Absolutely. Um, and the fullbacks, of course. These are two of the greatest fullbacks, in my opinion, in the in the old, I guess, l- late 2010s or early 2010s, I suppose. Uh, Gareth Anscombe and Robbie Robinson. <laughs> Anscombe, like... Oh. Of course, he's Welsh now, isn't he? Imagine... 2011, one more person goes down injured and they're like, screw it, we've got no one left, we're going to have to call up our under-20s fly half. They call up Anscombe. 
he gets an all black cap. He would have nailed it. How different mate. Derek in his career, career would have went. Well, you know, uh, I'm not sure that Grammy Award nominated, uh, Academy Award nominated film, The Kick, would have been quite the same. But, <laughs> um, you know, it would have been fairly similar, I think. No, I, I don't think he would have ever, like, settled in an all black team. I don't think he would have won many caps. But he's been really good over in Wales, especially, like, when he's actually not injured, which was much the same story when he was over here. When he wasn't injured, he was class. And old Robbie Robinson, eh? I mean, yeah, Stags legend. Yeah, what absolutely. Say? Won them this final in my books. Oh, I think so. He's not, a... not fully, but he scored the uh, one the match ceiling try, match winning try, even. So what a guy. He's sort of a young. He's like a a version one of Damian McKenzie, isn't he? Yeah, and, just you know, yeah, paved the way for DMAC. Southland lad, you know, goes I mean, to DMAC's the Chiefs definitely country. a lot better. I think so. Oh, well, yeah. Damien should really be in the All Blacks squad, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm um, sure he will be next year. He'll I'm get. Sure. He'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah. No, he's he's too good to be left out. So that was yeah, the I mean, team. Hell of a team, really. It was... A very very good team. And I mean, you could probably say that you look at the Crusaders. I just know for a fact, looking at the Crusaders now, that they would have been just as good. But yeah, the Chiefs team was fairly similar to what their 2012 team was too. They but, didn't lose any big names. They lost well, Tom Alolo was a big loss. Scotty Waldrum, of course, been on the pod. But yep, he all admitted himself. He probably wasn't a huge loss at that point in time too. <laughs> Jackson Willis and Sonny Bill Williams, they did have in 2012, but lost. Yeah, it's much the same. Well, that was the, that was the key, wasn't it? 2012 to 2013 is that they had such consistent, well, the players stayed on, the yeah. coach stayed on, um, the momentum sort of just carried over. Yeah, and the few players they did, like Sonny Bill, he was a big hole to fill, but Kahui, Natai, Bundiaki, you got them there. Now, Olo disappeared, but Tommy Afuna stepped up for it. Before we go into the games that the Chiefs played to get to the final, I'm just looking at the overall stand- standings at the end of the season. The Highlanders, not a great season from the Highlanders. Yeah, there's probably a reason we don't remember it that fondly. I mean, literally the same amount of wins as the Southern Kings. So <laughs> the force got more wins than us. I actually, no, I remember the season because we had the season passes in Dunedin. And- oh, was this the Tony Woodcock season? Yeah, and it was the Martinano season, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a disaster season. Yeah, they had the Tony, green jersey. They like shelled out all this money for these players, and they just performed really badly. Um, yeah, I'm fairly yeah. sure it was the green the green shirt era where it was just let's bring some northern players down to the need, and then um, yeah, the one and only time we tried spending big money on established players, and then we realised actually we'll just get the Blues rejects rather than the Blues first teamers. We'll do a lot yeah, better. And then, and down came now Paolo and Fikidoa and Bob and now it's just um, Otago players who somehow are okay. Um, I mean, we went from winning three games to winning the title two years later. Like, yeah, it's actually pretty impressive, isn't it? I mean, the whole Ben Smith era and and Co. really was impressive. But we still had Bender at this point. But I suppose we literally only had Bender. Yeah, but like it wasn't. They weren't. In peak form, you know. He was supported by like Chris Noakes at 10 and Hey <laughs> Porky on the wing. Yeah, it was pretty average. But yeah, I didn't realise how bad the Highlanders were this season. They were second last on the table. The Force and the Rebels were better than them. Um, yeah, that's And they something. lost. The Canes and the... Blues didn't have a great season either. I mean, Blues expected at this point in well, time. Well, I was going to say, the, um, 
the New Zealand teams didn't do well at all. I mean, the Crusaders always generally do well. But other than the Chiefs and the Crusaders, the rest of the teams were down, way down the table. Mm. I mean, like, look at the South Africans. They were pretty pretty decent. Well under a 50% record, well, 33% record. I mean, the Brummies always. are always up there, aren't they? But um, but the Cheetahs were up there, as you said, mate. Your which, favorite yeah, team. On memories of that, Cheetahs got 10 wins, which is probably more than they got the rest of their Super Rugby history up till then combined. So, And the Bulls were not far behind the Chiefs at number two position, right? Yeah, which is weird. You think sort of their late 2000s is peak Bulls time. but Well, I they suppose were, they still had the old really boot of Morno Stain, didn't they? I mean, the boot yeah, of Morno Stain. They would have had Bjorn Besson tearing it up on the wing. Habana was probably still around then. Zane Kirshner? Yeah, Zane Kirshner. What a guy. That's all you need, Zane Kirshner. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the top point scorer of the season was Morno Stain, was it not? Surely I should say that. So, I think oh, I think it I think it was. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, Morno Stain, 248 points. Like very comfortably the top point scorer. Right so if we look at let's have a we look at the season, like, you know, how did the Chiefs go throughout the season? The first game, I think the first round, they actually had a bye. Um so they didn't play the first round. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, round two is their first game and I have a if I'm thinking of the right game, I do have some memories of this one. If it's yeah, Highlanders Chiefs down at Forsyth Bar, yeah. It was in Dunedin. going to it. I was, I was at this game, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a clip that seems to pop up on rugby, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram every year of, quote, the best minute of rugby ever. And it's literally just end-to-end stuff of one team yeah. making a break and five metres out, the other team doing the same. And eventually, Nano Williams skins Ben Smith and scores. Actually, yeah. If you look at the scoreboard, 41 points to 27 to the Chiefs. Um, quite a few tries. Tim Nono Williams yeah. had a double. Patrick Osborne, Tick Rituma. Cade Porky was class at this point. Jose Aguirre. Old, old Gary Anskim with, on the boot. We well, you know, pretty accurate with the boot. Lima Supawonga on the Highlander side. Old Steve Walsh was the referee, mate. Oh, what a guy. <laughs> Got a lovely bit of Steve Walsh, eh? No wonder the Chiefs won. It's never your team that wins if Steve Walsh is uh, the referee. Exactly. Uh, You've got to chuck the blame on the rest. That's just how you do it. Then the second game, mate, round yeah, three. Yeah, game I have. <laughs> oh, because you were boys. Got demolished. Yeah, I mean, the Cheetahs had had some all right results in 2012 and looked entertaining nonetheless. So I was like, you know what? They're going to come down to, well, Wayne Waikato Stadium. They're going to do a number of these Chiefs boys. They get three points. They get Absolutely. smoked 45 to three. Destroyed, mate. Gareth Anscombe, seven had from seven. Day. yeah, he could miss. Yeah, yeah, so there's a big win for the Chiefs there. So that's two well, that's two bonus point wins back to back, isn't it? Start yeah, the season. Two forty plus point scores to start the season and But then I mean, they get sort of taken down. Not the strongest, but No. No. But then they were brought back to reality in round four in South Africa over in Newlands. Big big big, big bloody crowd over there, thirty seven thousand for that game. Yeah, now um, I'm like, can't say I got up to watch this one at the time. I didn't get up to watch many South African games. No, the no, Cheetahs neither. One, looking just solely at the score, it would have been a hell of a game. 36-34 to the Stormers. I mean, there's a fair amount of penalties in there. Five from five for Joe Peterson, but not short of tries either from either side. Yeah, it looks like Gareth Anscombe might have missed a penalty. Might have cost them the game, potentially. Um, but yeah, that's a... Um, the first defeat only in round four, so they must have bounced yeah. back pretty quickly. Um, of course, the next many game. defeats throughout the season. 
No. How many was it? Two, right? Uh, I think you're two in the ring. Oh, two four, defeats. Maybe? I don't know. Or four. Not many. We'll find out when we go through. Round five, so, mate. Yeah. Oh, yes. The uh, the one everyone would be dreading. Brooklyn to uh, Kings Park. Well, King, it wasn't Kings Park. That's Durban. I don't even know what the Southern Kings ground was called. Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium, mate, in Port yeah, Elizabeth. Travelling to Port Elizabeth to play the uh, Southern Kings. And what would have been one of their... Well, would have been the first time they played in New Zealand side at home, I'd imagine, or maybe second. This is actually a closer game than I thought it would be, though. Yeah, no, the Kings, looks, they didn't embarrass themselves. 35-24, to 24, the Chiefs got the win. Masanga got a hat-trick. I mean, it's not surprising. I'll catch a killer on the team, mate. He's pretty accurate. Yeah, he was dead me off the team, the Johnny Wilkinson-esque run-up. Sergio Peterson was really good on the wing, too. He was really good. Like a young Puxton Popoali. You forget how big those crowds were in, back in the day, though, in South Africa. Like, even the Kings were pulling 30,000 people. Yeah, Kings. Like, so just, the days where are those gone, crowds yeah. gone? Where are the crowds gone? no chance. You're barely getting that in a knockout game. But that's why they wanted to keep South Africa in Super Rugby, because they were pulling so much more money. Like, think about the crowd sizes, which were always larger, but also the TV viewership over there would be huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, just, even thinking about it, every South Africa, so many fond memories of South African games. Yeah, they've always got great yeah, It's a huge loss. And then the game after the Kings, they came back from South Africa, and then they had another game against the Highlanders. So this time it was a home game in yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, they played so close together. Yeah. yeah. Another win. Another yeah, win for the Chiefs, mate. Slady, obviously, had an off day. Open three off the tee for old Oh, Cole. that's right. So it was the Ma'anonu, Colin Slade, and Tony Woodcock season. Disastrous. Oh. Jared Weata as well in there. Here we go. So, how so did they? Yeah, how did they do so badly that season? Oh, I mean, that's going to have to be a whole other deep dive at some point. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So yeah, nineteen points to seven in round six. Highlanders going down there, and then looking good for the Chiefs like, so far. I mean, obviously looking bloody good to be honest. I mean, if you look at some of their. Um, some of the scoreboards, like they're fairly high-scoring games. Most of these try-scoring games, you know, they're not they're not heavily focusing on penalties. Although Gareth Anscombe is looking like he's pretty accurate. Yeah, no, he's um, not missing many. And this next game, I've already seen a name that's going to stand out for you, and you're going to want to mention that. Ah, uh, yes, old Baden Kerr, eh? And Chris what a Noakes. Guy. Yeah, I mean, Noxie, I forgot. I said earlier, Noxie. Chiefs versus Blues. Can I just say, can I just say, how bad, how dire were the Blues in 2013 to have to have Baden Kerr and Chris Noakes as their choice goal kickers? I mean, they were the tens for the side, weren't they? Was it not even us? Oh, they wouldn't have been. Chris Noakes was actually fairly handy for them. I mean, he played for the Blues. No, he was. He was. He was never going to set the world alight. I mean,. Didn't they have taken White Butler in a team full of? When was it? When, when did they have like Simon Hickey as their number one? <laughs> oh, surely they resorted to Simon Hickey as the number one. That would be disastrous. So Chiefs won that one, twenty-three points to sixteen in Mount Monganui this time. Yeah, I can't imagine many games played there. And Ben Tumiafuna quietly grabbing another try. He did. Carhill, you got a try as well. Next Couple of. Been, um, yeah. Tell you what, Gareth Anscombe's goal-kicking was strong this season. Yeah, I'd love to know the percentage, because just looking at this, he's not missing many, is he? No, he's not. 
of course, the Blues did manage to score a try with Baden Kerr and Chris Noakes kicking some cons and pens, respectively. And George Moala, another guy we just mentioned, got in the score yeah. sheet. He was a pretty handy player back in the day, wasn't he? And then, uh, 20, uh, I mean, back to Wadco Stadium, where the Reds travelled to them after their yeah. rugby title a couple of years ago. Tell you One what, of our main man's Jake Shatt's got on the score with him. You can see why the Reds were still reasonably, reasonably strong in 2013. Because look at that, look at that scoreboard, mate. Yeah, 31-23 victory. Yeah, so in the Reds New Zealand, not many do that. So the Reds have beaten the Chiefs so far, and so have the the Stormers as well. Stormers, yeah. And I mean, look at that Reds scoreboard, against mate. The Kiwi teams, but Rocket Rod Davies two tries, Jake Shatt. Quade Cooper with a try. Quade uh, Cooper, 4-4 on the cons. It's been um, a fairly similar side to their 2011 team. Got... Well, it would have been. They didn't. I think 2011 to 2013 was fairly similar. Um, I wonder what... Yeah, I can't remember how they went in 2012, actually. But, yeah, no, it was, it was a good side. And then, of course, the Chiefs went down here, but they uh, did manage to get a couple of tries. Old Bundy Arkey with another one there as well. Paddy Osborne. <laughs> Mustn't have played many games for the Chiefs, but nah, he was way better, way better for the old Highlanders, mate. That's for sure. And then I mean, back to back losses after that as they travelled over to It must have been a close season to to lose four games. I mean, how many would the top team lose in a season? Yeah, I mean, you look the Crusaders could easily go through undefeated. Yeah, but to lose four games, not, you'd think you wouldn't be number one, would you? Yeah, they're not losing many. They're mostly one or two games now. So four games, there's no chance. Four games, you'd be lucky to make so the playoffs. So back-to-back losses, they've lost against the Reds in Hamilton. And then round 10, they lose again against the Tarts, who would be the winners the season after. Yeah, they in lose Sydney. to Brendan uh, McKibben masterclass off the tee. Oh, mate. Brendan McKibben off the tee. It was, this was obviously pre-Bernard Foley days, mate. Pre Iceman. I know there was a season Foley played and McKevin kicked. So. Nah, it was probably this one actually. I think Foley wasn't kicking this season, but I mean, he wasn't was he quite the Iceman as well. Cam now is he flow? Cam Crawford, he was always. I do not remember John Ulagia, but no, I don't. he scored for them too. Must have scored the match winner even. So, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they won the game. So, But look at that score, score, um, score sheet for the Chiefs. Gareth Anscombe on the score sheet for try, con, and pin. Yeah, very he's, nice. Scoring a lot of points, actually. And a sneaky penalty attempt from Charlie Nartai. <laughs> so that must have been a long range. Yeah, he had a hell of a boot on him, eh? He's missed it, yeah. And then his clearing kicks were, frankly, ridiculous. The old left foot spirals. Then back in round 11, back to the winning ways, mate. Against yeah, the Sharks. Rematch of the 2012 final. Yep. In Hamilton. A relatively similar score for the Chiefs, too. With yeah, it is actually but... quite similar. The Sharks, I believe, only got six in the final, and they got 29 in this game. So, 37 points to 29. Um, Ticker Turner, Nanai Williams, another double for Nanai Williams, who's on he fire. He scored a bit, too. Yeah, he did. Battle of uh, Anscombe versus Patrick Lambie off the tee. Oh, Patty Lambie, mate, one of my favourites yeah. of all yeah. time. Another who had to retire far too early. He was so good. Oh, he was. Remember that game yeah. um, he won the Springboks against the All Blacks? Oh, yeah, yeah. Patrick Lambie is like, yeah, unfortunately, way too young to retire, but he would have had 
probably four years, five years, if he hadn't retired as a starting number 10, I reckon. Because the thing about now, right, the Springboks, yeah, I mean, like, they haven't really got that many options at 10. Honestly, now after they the whole... don't even have a backup option apart from, like, it's Pollard and then clear space. Well, unfortunately, Yanchis hasn't helped himself there when he um, decided to do some naughty things. Yeah, I mean, he's barely good enough to help himself on the field. He can't be doing that stuff on the field. <laughs> I'll never understand Yanchis. Eh? He's always really good for the Lions, but I mean, Springbok yeah. game plan is just never going to suit that sort but of But he guy. somehow has so many caps for the for the, for the Springboks. I know. Box, like. I don't know how either. Like, now nah, I'm telling you, if Lambie didn't retire, he would have had um, a much I honestly would half expect him. How old is he? Because I'd half expect him to be the 32. backup team now. Yeah, honestly, he could yeah. be the backup team now. He would be. Fucking Franz Stein's still playing, mate. It's ridiculous. Um, well, he retired in 2018. That's later than I thought he did. Yeah, for the for the Springboks? 2016 was his last test. Yeah, okay. Well, that probably doesn't help. He looked like about 12 years old his whole career. So That is true, yeah. Probably doesn't help me. Yeah, so the Chiefs won that one. Um, fairly close game, though. And then what the heck is this back. score line here? This is a good score line. 39 33 against yeah, the Rebels. Yeah, but look at that. This is like this is peak Rebels, mate. Like 2013 Rebels is probably my oh, favorite okay, yeah. Rebels team. I can't like, remember much the full side, but just looking at the try scorers, they, they didn't give it. They didn't give a shit about performing well, but they love to have fun off the field, mate. Look at the team. Yeah, James O'Connor, Curtly Beal, Scott Higginbottom, Nick Phipps. I'm pretty sure um, Cipriani was there, wasn't he? Cipriani was probably. Oh, I think he was first season, maybe. But and maybe he was 12, actually. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> James O'Connor. Everyone's played for the Rebels, but the Rebels have never been good. So it's just like, if you go to the Rebels, you get paid, but you, uh, you're you not really like, you're not really going to win, yeah, we win the, the season. Yeah, we thought the Highlanders getting in all these star players and not performing. And That's what the Rebels are. Eh? Well, they just think by signing Kirtley Bell and Nick Phipps, they're going to win Super Rugby. Yeah, there's any, works. any men that will love half a chance to get off the field, it's Kirtley Bell and James O'Connor. Yeah. Maybe not so much now, but 2013, currently Bill and James O'Connor. Oh, dangerous men. Yeah. And Cipriani and Cooper. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's probably not a good combination, well. eh? Oh, Fitz and I can just... imagine Higginbotham would have got amongst it as well. <laughs> can imagine a lot of them are just menaces on the Jews. Yeah, they, they absolutely would be. You know absolutely the most shocking thing about all of this, though? Gareth Anson back to Hatcher. Oh, my God, he did too. Oh, I remember this <laughs> Flew under the radar. I'd... I was watching this. Yeah, I remember watching this game. Three tries, um, three conversions Although, and a penalty. Just look at the scoreline. Try in the first minute. Try in the ninth minute. Try in the fourteenth minute. Try in the twentieth minute. Oh, we should go watch that game. That looks like a pretty oh, good game. That to game's watch. still out there. Yeah, surely we can go watch that. It'll be out there somewhere, mate. It'll be on the bloody what's it called? Um, Sky Sport Reserves or whatever they, whatever they call them. I mean, Sky, Sky Sport, Sport, no. Stan Sport, Stan Sport will have it somewhere. Sky Sport. Yeah, I've got Stan Sport. Um, this next result's arguably oh, mate, even this more next result. This next result heart is for you. my, my favourite result in terms of the performance, but unfortunately, just short. But this is also peak force as well. If you think about the the um, names they had, like, shame about the attendance, only 5,000 people at this game. This one was in Pukekohe. That wasn't their main... Main stadium, but oh, the old Ecolite Stadium. Yeah, did you know? The banks. Yeah, um, it's funny. Like Pukekohe, you would think would be Blues Country, 
Yeah, counties yeah. is weird because I I thought it was Blues country, but technically it's Chiefs country. It's not. No, it doesn't count. Um, yeah, there's a few like Taranaki used to be Wellington and then it was Chiefs. I mean, it would do in Bukaga well if um, Taiko and Southland would combine, wouldn't it? But um, that's never going to happen, I don't think. Yeah. They could probably honestly chuck another Super Rugby team in Nelson and if there was to be another Super Rugby team in New Zealand, I think it would definitely be Tasman, right? They would have to. Ta- like, Tasman, Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, solely, almost solely because the Crusaders are so strong and have that much depth that they could chuck out another And Nelson, team. like... Um, Tasman have yeah. been doing so well at NPC level for years now. Oh, yeah, I think I think it would work, but... Um, I mean, yeah, you can't take it Southland. It's also fan-based. You can't like, you take it have, in Northland. It's also the fan-based. you got to have the population because... Otherwise, you don't get the crowds. Like, if you think yeah. Nelson's only got, what, 70,000 people there? Yeah, and crowds yeah. are bad enough as they are. They probably can't afford that. Yeah, whereas, like, there's, like, 200,000 people in Hamilton now. So, kind of makes sense. Um, but, yeah, round 13, the force, Western force, went down by one point to the Chiefs, 22-21 in Pukekohe. Um, yeah, Chiefs only the names, one mate. try as well, relying on Cruden's boot going far from fly. Well, Cruden did play incredibly well here. Five out of five on the pins, one out of one on the conversions. But yeah, look at the bloody force, mate. Jaden Hayward, CRC. Yeah, Jaden Hayward taking the shots at goal. You know it's pretty tragic when he's taking the shots, mate. I'm looking at CRC Ebersons over from one there and thinking, don't know, don't remember the game, but thinking that might well have been a costly one. Yeah, I think it might have been. I think I think it probably was actually. Lovely guy. Yeah. I remember him absolutely shanking one from in front for the mate, cheaters, Two though. tries from Paddy Dallet. What? What a name that is I for the force. I don't remember that, eh? Who on earth is Paddy Dallet? Who did Mate, he? Was, he was class for the force. No, he played, like, yeah, he he played a few games for them. He was pretty good. Kieran Longbottom with a yellow card as well. Another throwback. Um, but yeah, that was an unfortunate one for the force, actually. Going down by one point. But yeah, well, I mean, two if games it's... in a row there, I'd love to go back and watch. Oh, like, I'd love to go back and watch 2013, 2014 games. So I don't know how we ever mentioned this, but. The intro at the start of Super Rugby, solely oh. for that. Oh, yeah. It's, if that didn't get you bricked up, I don't know what would. It's world-class, mate. It's world-class. Um, round 14, the Hurricanes going down. Very very narrow defeat to the Chiefs. Quite a low-scoring game, actually. Yeah, sort of scoreline you would never see nowadays, relying on solely Bowden Barrett penalties to get them within touching distance. Yeah, and these days you wouldn't rely on his penalties. I mean, yeah, you might now, but... I, mean, I don't think Bowden Barrett's going to be kicking five or what, four penalties kicked in this game. I remember one game for the Nahi around this time, or well, when he debuted, he kicked like eight or nine penalties. Yep. It was actually quite a decent goal kick for the end, and then he just I don't know what happened. Yeah. Chiefs to 12, 17 points to 12 in Wellington. Um, yeah, Anska oh, must have been injured at this point. Yeah, he must have. Or maybe he was just not. Maybe. Kick. Cruden was just taking over the goal kicking, maybe because Anscombe was playing fullback, right? Yeah, yeah. So that would make sense. Then the, the big test, the big test, really was the Crusaders, right? So the, yeah, the round after that one, big test. round fifteen was their first game against the Crusaders this season. Um, yeah, that's really late in the piece. Really, it's really really late in the piece, time. and this was just this really would have been, I assume, quite critical to their. Yeah, I assume for both teams that would have been critical to placing. For their success. I mean, yeah. 
28 points to 19 towards the Chiefs. That is a pretty big result in this time period. Think about the oh, Crusaders. Result. The Crusaders would have been stacked. We're seeing uh, Tom Taylor doing the goal kicking, which means Tommy T. DC not in the picture here. So well, you think so? Best. Yeah. Old Matt Todd uh, scored a try. I mean, the uh, Tyler Blind, our Tom Taylor X this even. Oh, yeah. It's quite dire, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, for the, for the Chiefs, you had old Aaron Cruden, Craig Clark, Bundy Arkey scoring. I can't Cruden. imagine Clark got that many tries. No. I can't imagine he would got many at all, actually. 22,000 people at that game. It was a pretty popular game, and you can see why. Um, imagine the cowbells going off in that one, mate. I mean, yeah, forget about the cowbells at Waikato. Not my favourite thing in the world. I love when there's like a unique thing about the stadium, the bucket hats going on too, cowbells. All right, mate, if you had to sit in the stadium for five hours, would you rather have cowbells or the Guggenzalers, or whatever they're called from South Africa? Oh, the Guggenzalers. Honestly, it's probably cowbells, isn't it? Oh, they would get on your nerves. They would, but so would the cowbells. I mean, at least if I had was listening to Vuvuzelas, I might be in South Africa rather than Hamilton. So. <laughs> at least you might be able to go like to Cape Town and have a look around rather than going to, I don't know, what's the main place in Hamilton, the square? Yeah, I can't say I've ever been there, so I shouldn't dog it too much. <laughs> yeah. Fair cool. Um, yeah, so that was a huge, huge result, wasn't it, against the Crusaders? I mean, yeah, the big one. I mean, I'm just saying two rounds later, they play each other again, so we'll get to that. Yeah, back-to-back pretty quickly, isn't it? Like, I mean, there's a game in between, but... Yeah, I was going to say, what? It's Hurricanes, quite a bizarre... Crusaders, Hurricanes, Crusaders. So. Quite a bizarre sort of format, isn't it? Yeah, stockpiling um, these games until the end of the season. The next game was the Chiefs versus the Hurricanes. Um, another big game for them, domestic game, home game this time. Actually, they were both home games. Um, another good win. 34 yeah. points to 22. So they're actually, like at this point of the season, you can sort of tell that they're really building momentum towards the end of the season. Eh? Yeah. Like, yeah, they, a decent enough start, but yeah, they've really been picking up form this late stage, which I think from memory, I do remember them doing, like coming into the end of the season, they were on fire. Yeah, yeah 100% they were. Especially when it got to that knockout stage, like they didn't really look But they like weren't dominant. Really. They weren't dominant, were they? I mean, I don't think it's ever going to really be New Zealand team that will absolutely dominate the scoreline every week in, week nah. out. But, nah. I mean, like the Crusaders of nowadays, they just tend to find a way to get it done. I mean, through Matt Van Levin scoring probably as one and only try for the Chiefs. Yeah, he did score a try there. Another good performance from Cruden on the boot. TJ Perinara popped up for the Canes. Yeah. and Alapati Leua scoring for the Canes too. That's yeah. a name I haven't heard in a wee while. Of course, Bowden was really was there. good on his day, though. Yeah, he was. But so that was a really good win against the Canes. But uh, it all came crashing down to reality, didn't it? In the next round. Yeah, the next week, uh, back to the Crusaders. Dan Carter's back at the home for the Crusaders, uh, and it's down at uh, AMI Stadium. It was at that point. Yeah, which is the same one as it is now. It was called yeah. AMI Stadium. Um, but a complete dropping, forty-three points to fifteen, Crusaders. Yeah. So. A lot of revenge, big revenge in this case. Tyler Blindow scored a try. Yeah, exactly. What's he all was, that about? I mean, he was a good player, but like behind Taylor and Carter. Dan Carter was pretty handy on the boot. Um, Kieran Rieger a double. Always has. 
Hedrick Horrell had a shot at goal too. Must have been just desperate times. They must have seen the results go on, so take Gruden off. So, yeah, not a great result from the Chiefs there, but um, the, the, like I'm looking down at the, the rest of the games. There was actually three games against the Crusaders. Yeah, oh, semi-finals the next one. Yeah, of course, so Literally, yeah. that was oh, the okay. penultimate uh, game, so they had, well, it's round 19, and then final round was up against the Blues in Eden Park. Uh, it was too. So that was around 2019, and then the last game was around so 20. Yeah, must like have you been, said. I can't remember the exact format, but it must have been play uh, each of the Aussie and South, and South African sides once, and then the Kiwi sides twice. Yeah, that would make sense, actually. And then I think it must have been. Yeah. But there wasn't. Was there a Brumbies game in here? Oh, there was a Brumbies game, yeah. Yeah, no, there was. I don't remember the score, but yeah, it must have been at some point. No, there was, yeah. Yep. But uh, final so game around... of the regular season. 26-16 win over the Blues. Yeah, that was. Cru- I think that would have been crucial, right, to solidify their. Yeah, you'd like to think so because they only just put the balls. So it would have been a whole different format to the uh, finals of. That yeah, because they wouldn't have home advantage. They wouldn't have had home advantage. So which really, I think, pulled through for them. Oh, definitely, especially when looking at semi-final. But yeah, Blues Chiefs. Um, ben Tony now this was at the double. Hooker Elliott begging a try. Yeah, that's a critical. I mean, look at that. Like, even Cruden didn't have a great night on the boot, but it didn't matter. Baden Curran did, though. Yeah, the hell Curran had a fantastic night. Four. He did. Although he did <laughs> get a yellow. Yeah, he got a yellow, I'm afraid. Yeah. Kane Barrett got red carded at 23. Yeah, that was probably a big loss. That's probably what did it, isn't it? Yeah, like Because back in those so. days, it would have been a red and you're off for the rest of the game. Yeah, Kane Barrett was a handy operator, too. He was, yeah. No 30 minute rule, though. No, be gone. He would have been gone. Gone for good. Like the most, so that's probably I mean, you can't remember most in this sort of era was Keegan, no, not Keegan Daniel, um, John Desal for the Sharks against the Crusaders. Oh, yeah, they're down in Christchurch, and then the Sharks still got up and won that game. Yeah, um, so yeah, that was a pretty critical win for the Chiefs because if you look at that, because this was the format where if you're the top four teams, I think, or was it the top two teams? Yeah, top two teams, you didn't have to go, you didn't have to play the, the playoffs. Yeah, it looks yeah. like. Yeah. He went straight to the semis. So the, it was the top, yeah, the top uh, six teams would go through, but the top two teams would not have to play a playoff. They went straight into the semis, right? Yeah, it sounds about right. Let's yeah. just bring it up here. So Crusaders, Reds played in the like first knockout round, and then Brumbies and Cheetahs also played, which then the Cheetahs and Chiefs just went straight through to the semis. Yeah, that that makes sense. And then. A big semi-final for the Chiefs. Yeah, Crusaders turned over the Reds pretty comfortably. Brumpy's Cheetahs was heartbreak for me. It was literally, oh, I can do a whole thing on that. It was 15-13, I remember. The Brumbies didn't score a try. They just nudged away penalties the whole game. And then <laughs> I think it was Rano Benjamin scored in the corner in the 80th minute to bring it to 15-13. Oh. Three ounces had a kick for centre for time and yanked it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, disaster. Hell of a game, though. Oh. Uh, yeah. So the Chiefs and the Crusaders met in the semi in Hamilton because they were first on the table. What a game this would be to watch. Yeah, what I don't, a game. I'm gutted I don't remember much about this. Like, I know I would have nah. watched it. Yeah, 20 points to 19. Fun. 20 points to 19. Um, yeah, Dan Carter was playing. It. it looks like the Chiefs are probably in, well, had the scoreboard ahead the whole time. The Crusaders, late fight back. 24,000 people at the game as well, which is a big crowd. 
Um, yeah, what is Waikato Stadium's um, capacity? It's about 30, I think, but 30 for a test, so that would yeah. probably be capacity for a super game. Um, Lilia Masanga, Aaron Cruden scored. Aaron yeah, Cruden had a pretty good night on the boot. Yeah, popping um, up, coming in clutch. Dan yeah. Carter missing two droppies. Oh, yeah, he did too, didn't he? Yeah, I do wonder if actually, those were like just under advantage or if there's actually... Yeah. One, I wonder if one was a match attempted. Yeah, well, look at that scoring. For All the points for Chiefs were scored in the 50th or 20th, around that. Like There was no point scored past the 50th. One penalty but... in the 20th minute, and then the rest were literally in that kind of 50 to 60 minute mark. Literally two tries, penalty. I reckon the Crusaders would have had a number of shots to win that game, but they didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like I mean, Carter missed two kicks and two drop goals, so I'd have to go back and find it. No doubt there'll be people who clearly remember what went on that night. And so who won the se- The other semi-final was Brumbies versus uh, who? Bulls? Yeah, Brumbies-Bulls, yes. Yeah, so Brumbies got up 26-23, another... Was that then? That would have been in Pretoria. Yeah, it was in Pretoria, so that would have been an upset, actually. Huge upset. Mornay Stain also missed a drop goal, so maybe another attempted. Ah. Your boy Jesse Moore got on the score sheet. Tell you what, the Brumbies were pretty unlucky in the early two thousands. They had a fantastic team. They could have easily won a season, but they won. They won two thousand four. So yeah, but like yeah, they could early two thousand tens. I reckon whole like oh yeah. Yeah, so they had the team that was probably not quite the level of the early 2000s, but they had the team to do it. Yeah, they've always been pretty good. Chiefs, Brumbies, 25,000 at the game, the final. That would be a fantastic game to watch, actually. Yeah, I went back and watched the highlights because I can't seem to find the full game anywhere, but I watched like a 10-minute highlights. Christian Lilifano, what a game he had. Yeah, Brumbies were ahead a lot of the time. Lilifano begged. It was a loose pass. He just basically... Scooped it up, went 50 metres untouched. He had a great game. Oh, five from five off the penalty tee and nailed his conversion as Mate, well. Jesse Morgan and Nick White both Morgan, missing long-range pins. Oh, I wonder if that was like a couple of late ones just to try. Jesse Morgan loved, loved, loved knocking over a long range, but he would always, well, not sure how many knocked yeah. over, but he definitely tried. Yeah, Nick White was fairly good at them. Jesse Morg, not Nick sure. Nick White is fairly good at them. Quite. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, to know Chiefs. someone who's about five foot tall is so good at long Well, it's like, um, have you noticed, you noticed Faf de Klerk's been taking the kicks for South Africa? Yeah, Spring to Klerk and, uh, well, Chesley Colby does a lot of kicking for them too. Because like, their number 10 doesn't really kick, does he? Yeah, it's um, uh, Willemse. Willemse, yeah. Yeah, Colby's been kicking over him. So. Faf de Klerk's not a bad goal kicker. Yeah, um, he's a good job. It's all about technique, really, isn't it? Not about... Yeah, what is it with these halfbacks that can nail over 50 meter pins, though? Yeah, there's a few of them around, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but for the Chiefs, Liam Messam, Robbie Robinson scores in the yeah. 68th minute. Yeah, so that was, I mean, Brumbies were, he'd like 22, 22, 11 or 22, something. And Messam scored off the back of a scrum. Robinson's try, I. I literally just remember Robinson's, but I went back and watched the whole try, and it's unreal. Like, Tucker yeah. screams out from his own 22, links up with someone else, couple phases, give it to Robinson, steps inside and goes over. Oh, incredible. It was 
fairly close to levels of Sonny Bill's try in 2012 when he scored in the like 80th minute when celebrated with the crowd. It was like that level of excitement. Yeah, it's pretty nice. And they brought them into the lead. So. Aaron Cruden had a fairly good night on the boot, didn't he? Yeah, you'd, you'd take that. I mean, missed three, so I suppose six from six from nine. That's a hell of a lot of attempts for a final. Yeah, it is. Tell you what, that's a, like back-to-back wins. That's only Not been done. many teams do that. Bulls, Chiefs, Crusaders. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember anyone else. That's it. Oh, Blues? Blues May of early days. I can't remember for sure. We should know this from our last episode, mate. We should. That's, as you can see, we don't. I mean, we could definitely find the Bulls, the Bulls 2009-2010. Um, Chiefs 2012-2013. Saders. Saders about 2015. Yeah. Um, and but the Blues. Maybe the Blues? Yeah, Blues were really good early on. I don't know if they ever went back to back, though. 01, 02? Nah. I'll find out for you. But definitely not 01. So that was like, so yeah, Blues did go back to back. First two seasons. 96 and 97. Blues? So the Blues, the Bulls, the Saders, and the Chiefs yeah. are the only teams to have gone Blues back to back. two in a row, and then Crusaders three in a row. And then, yeah, that wasn't to the Bulls, and then the Chiefs, and then the Crusaders again for a long time. So would we say top four teams of all time, mate? Crusaders, Chiefs, Bulls, and Blues? I don't I really would personally say the Highlanders top team of no, all time. No, if you're being realistic, I'd say top four Super Rugby teams performance-wise of all time. I mean, Crusaders, Crusaders 100%. Number two, number two. To be fair, contentious. I think it's Bulls or Brumbies, probably. It's, I was going to say Brumbies because they've always been up there consistently. Yeah, it might have to be Brumbies. Whereas the Brumbies, Bulls, have Bulls. Not, Bulls were no good after that twenty twelve. I guess after that they were obviously they were pretty yeah. good twenty thirteen, but after that they were. It's a good shout. Same as Brumbies, Bulls probably give it to the Blues after that for their early I'm, days. I but. think. Yeah, I think but they shat the bed so much in that mid to Chiefs uh, would be five. Chiefs would be five, and then probably Sharks, and then three for the bridesmaids. Then the Reds probably, or the Warriors. So that brings me to a, the idea of the tier list we had one time. We're going to have to do that at some point. Super Ready, Rugby Cogs okay, tier yeah, list. We're going to do a tier list for Super Rugby. Um, but should we do a tier list for Super Rugby and the year that they the season? Right, like for example. 2012 Chiefs, you know, God tier. Um, yeah, yeah, we could do that. That's a good 2015 shout. Highlanders, definitely a God tier. That's not being yeah, argued. It's hard to judge like all time because Blues, early days Blues, God tier. Yeah. Nowadays yeah, Blues. Yeah. Well, nowadays Blues probably pretty good too, but For, okay, they'd yeah, have between not bad, Blues, not bad. bottom yeah. of the barrel. Southern Kings, mate, just. <laughs> 2013 Landers. So, 20, 20, you can go. 2015 Sunwolves. 2016 Sunwolves. Oh, entertainment factor, God tier, but <laughs> results factor. The, Aiden Parker uh, Masterclass. No, 20, 2013 Highlanders has got to be the bin tier, mate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it's honestly, it's worse than the Kings for me. Kings he had no expectations for. Yeah. 2011 Reds is one of my favourite teams of all time. Oh, don't say that too loud. I'm a Queensland man, I can say that. I'm allowed to. It's all good. No, I mean, you can't hate that 2011 red side. Kenny <laughs> Aaron Cooper would just on smoke that whole year. But there you go. That's a bit of a roundup of the Chiefs season in 2013. What 
a season that was. Gareth Anscombe ended up being the top point scorer, 166 points. Yeah. They won 14 games, lost four. Bundy Aki, Tim Nunno Williams, Ben Tummy Funa were the top yeah, really try scorers. They the tries around, eh? Six being the top try scorer for the team. Yeah, not many, is it? You'd think like a winger would usually get more, but no, they shared it around a lot. I'm surprised Russell Ipo um, only got two appearances. Yeah. Well, he would have got a lot more. I mean, Josh Hoddock and Sakali are the unlucky ones who didn't appear, and Graham got a so one. At this point, the Highlanders and the Hurricanes still had not won a Super Rugby title. Nope. So, soon change for the Highlanders. Soon for the Hurricanes, too, to be fair. Yeah, 2015, 2016, right? So that rounds it up. Uh, that was a pretty good overview, actually. I enjoyed that. Yeah, no, it was good fun taking a look back at that. What have we got coming up next? Night, I mean, Bob, if mate? we're Chiefs fans, we might have more fond oh. memories of a lot of those games, but it makes I me mean, want to go yeah. back and watch even the highlights. Some of those some sort of, of mid-early mid 2010 games were really, really good. I mean, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014 seasons were, in my opinion, some of the best. 2015, obviously, we'll tack on there as well. Yeah, I mean, um, my sort of memories of a lot of that time, particularly like the South African matches, was get up early. It was just watch more the competitive. highlights you know? on Sky Sports, 30-minute highlights, try avoid the scoreline. I just like the fact that it was competitive. Like, you know, you had the Reds one, the Tars one, the Chiefs one, the Bulls were up there, the Brumbies were up there. Like, you didn't have all the New Zealand teams just wiping the floor, you know? Yeah. Anyone could beat anyone. And some of the score lines in these matches, like, there was so much free yeah. throwing rugby. Maybe it was just great. like nostalgia kicking in, but I just remember there being you know, a defense optional game so many times. So just attack was the approach. Oh, absolutely. So I think we should do some more season reviews. So the next one's on you, mate. you got to choose a season to review. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Southern Kings. Uh, Doesn't have to be Super Rugby. Could be, you know, ITM Cup or not oh, yeah. Cup. That's a good shout. What do you want to call it? Bunnings NPC. Um, got a few ideas out there, eh? So there's a few options, I think. Also, one more thing I should mention about the season. I'm just going to double check. Not related to the Chiefs. I'm just picking this section. Before I spill absolute nonsense. Yeah, it was. There was a Super Rugby playoff for, I believe, the first and only time. Okay, really? Between the Lions and the Southern Kings. Oh, there was two. Of course, the Lions got kicked out for Southern Kings and that whole drama. Yes. And yeah, so they played in a home and away game to decide who would go back. And it was an absolute travesty as well. Yeah. That was first round was a twenty six nineteen win to the Lions, and the second round was a twenty three eighteen win to the Kings. Uh, it couldn't have been much closer. Lions got promoted by <laughs> how did the Kings two points? How did the Kings get in? Considering, you know, you know the Lions. Didn't we? Do you remember the, the the guest that we had on about who was talking about the Southern Kings and how how the politics of the Southern yeah, Kings? Yeah, South African dodgy. guy. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds a bit dodgy, yeah. isn't it? You almost I went and had a look into it after we talked about that. Yeah, so did I. It's real dodgy. Eh? Yeah, like players not getting paid and stuff. Luke Watson, who used to wait for the box. The Watson family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's dodgy, apparently. Yeah. Um, Definitely went to do a write-up on the, what, just a lot of them. Might have to. I did a write-up on the Southern Spears once, which was like their inaugural attempt at getting up and running, but that was before all those guys were involved. Then, of course, when it came Super 18, it didn't matter because all the teams were in, weren't they? So Yeah, I mean. Derby Day, Southern comment. Kings or the Sunwolves. Everyone loves it. Mate, Super 18, well, that was just silly, wasn't it? Yeah, like, they don't do it. <laughs> Even as someone who was a Hagamari fan, like, no, nah, don't. 
it was good, but it was just too much travel. It was a really ridiculous okay. competition. Yeah, we've talked about it when before, it was but... just us Aussie South Africa. That was peak. Whether it be Super Twelve, whether it be Super oh, yeah. Fourteen, yeah. Super Fifteen, either one. I mean, personally, for me, it's that sort of era we discussed this episode because that's when we were watching the most footy. Tell you what, mate, the next season's on you. I'm hoping that you're going to choose a, a goodie, but that was good. Oh, I'll find I a cracker. That. You know, cheers for the suggestion. Eh? It's good to do an episode like that. Yeah, mate. Now, before we close up this episode, I want to get your thoughts. Who's winning the FIFA World Cup, mate? Oh, see, it's probably going to be the team I thought would beforehand and the team everyone backs, so it's not going to be a surprise. Brazil, I think, will have enough in their locker. Yeah. I'm thinking think, Brazil-France final. But. I'll get behind that. France are looking strong. Brazil are looking the strongest, probably. Um I'd like to see a non-European team win, and let's be yeah, honest, Brazil I'd, is the most likely. I'd like to. I mean, um, yeah, like you said, Argentina could, but they're looking like maybe they don't quite have enough consistency there. I mean, Brazil's looking the strongest. The same. Yeah. But you know what? Stranger things have happened because this World Cup's been crazy, but who knows? No but my money's that, going on Brazil. There is no team that's just walking through their pools. No, there's not. Like so... There's only one team undefeated. I believe, oh, there's maybe two, but England's one of them. Um, yeah. So that's not the good. Fact, Costa Rica got spanked 7-0 and then came back a couple of weeks later and literally got wasn't a whisker of qualifying. I know. That's not, like Germany and Spain could have both been out. Germany haven't been out of their groups in two World Cups now. Like, this is mental. Italy yeah, didn't even make the World Cup. Like, Belgium's out. Belgium's just the most Belgium, underperforming, they, disappointing team of all time. I know, it's the most, like they're a team they're overrated, line, man. But. They're overrated. They always get like really high in the FIFA rankings, but they're just, they never perform. Yeah, I don't know how. Anyway, but. I'm looking forward to the next World Cup when the All Whites are there. And of course, yeah, um, the expansion, we're going to be bringing a spot. Mark Paston and Glenn Moss will be coming out of retirement um, to save yeah, so some so penalties. Jeremy, Jeremy Brocky and Rory Fallon up top, Shane Smells <laughs> off the pine. We're bringing them back from retirement. So cost the barber houses. One day we're going to have to do like a fantasy 15 of like non-rugby players. Yeah. Like Agreed. Shane Smouts running the cutter, Rory Fallon in at lock. I reckon Mark Paston would be a fantastic lock because he's quite tall, you know? Oh, Stephen Adams in at uh, number eight. Yeah, That's yeah. Uh, number seven, lock too, number seven Winston Reid. Just a battler. Oh, yeah. Absolute brute. Two. Yeah, we'll Tyler Boyd. Discussion. Tyler Boyd would be the flashy number ten. Oh, Tyler Boyd would be in the bin, mate. <laughs> uh, very good. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, hope to have another episode up and running for you in a couple of well, in a week or so, I suppose. Yeah, be um, sure to uh, drop a follow. Uh, follow on the Instagram as well. And not there the other day, and there's a fair few yeah. followers on there actually. There actually is, yeah. And last yeah. Uh, one of the episodes we got was the. Bloody well, didn't it? The, yeah. The French quarterfinal, everyone's still quite hurt about that. Yeah. yeah I, mean, yes, I mean, find some more matches of New Zealand heartbreak to cover at some point. There's a few. There's quite so a few. Yeah, uh, Squidge and his brother Will are doing a 2007 World Cup retrospective. Oh, so I'm keen to hear them and they come across that New Zealand that game. Good. Also, that Argentina game where Ronan Agar shat the beard. <laughs> ah, very good. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Yeah, go enjoy your brisket. I will. It's actually pork, mate, not brisket. Oh, what's the point? Beautiful, beautiful.
See you in the next one. Catch you.